In the quiet suit of a Palestinian village, nestled among ancient olive trees, a sense of foreboding hung heavy in the air. The date was 1947, and the sun dipped below the horizon, casting long shadows over the land. It was a land infused with history, etched with stories of generations past. For the people who called it home, this land was their lifeblood, their heritage. That evening, the tranquil beauty of the landscape belied the storm that was gathering on the horizon. Families gathered in their homes, sharing stories passed down through the ages. They spoke of the boundless love they held for the ancient, their ancient ancestral land, a place where traditions were woven into the very fabric of their existence. As the golden sun turned crimson, a distant murmur echoed through the village. The gentle breeze carried with it heavy whispers of fear, like an ominous prelude to a symphony of chaos. The elders furrowed their brows, sensing there something was amiss. What could it be? What darkness loomed on the horizon? Suddenly, the night shattered into a distorted symphony of violence. Bullets ripped through the tranquil night, their echoes haunting the village. Fear gripped the hearts of young and old alike. Children clung, clung to their parents' eyes with terror. Mothers clasped their babies tightly, seeking solace in their innocent gaze. Tanks rumbled ominously in the distance, their mechanical growl sending shivers down the spines of the villagers. The earth itself seems to tremble under the weight of the approaching war machine, and in the midst of the chaos, there was whispers of prayers, desperate pleas for safety, for a return to the serenity they once knew. As the night wore on, the unthinkable became a stark reality. Families, their lives upended by fear of death made a heart-wrenching decision to leave their homes. Grandparents who had witnessed a lifetime of moments, young parents who had dreamed of their for their children and innocent children who should have been playing in the fields were now forced into an exodus. With tears in their eyes, they left behind the homes where they had laughed, cried, and loved. The fragrance of their now once peaceful homes clung to their clothes, a sense of nostalgia that would forever haunt their dreams. As they departed, the village stood in silent mornings. It was as if the land itself wept for the loss of its, its custodians, its protectors, its olive trees. The olive trees which still had stood witness to countless generations watched as their roots were torn from the soil. The land, the very essence of their existence, receded into the distance as the journey of uncertainty and displacement began. The refugees you allow in have now become your oppressors. They have now boxed you in. They have now blocked off any avenue of you ever coming back to the place that you once called home. Welcome to PTG TV. This is your host, Antonio Hicks. Let's have a serious, real talking conversation about what's taking place overseas in the Middle East. Because y'all know I'm not afraid of controversy. I'm not afraid to talk about anything again. I'm really not afraid of being counsel if it's the truth. I mean, it kind of is what it is. So I don't I don't care. I think it's but I think it's a fair conversation to have. Cuz what I find interesting about the conversation is the fact that people say it's it's a difficult topic, but I don't see how it can be because if you surround yourself, but if you surround yourself with the facts of what transpired and how we got to this point, then you're only left with the data to support the truth, right? So I mean, so what's the truth? So let's let's just dive deep into that and then I you know I get into some of my experiences because this is how I shut down a lot of arguments from my standpoint of what I experienced when I was over there or what I saw when I was over there. I mean I it was great for me in my experience but I'm not blinded by just because I'm an American I can't see what other people are doing no, no matter how great or how holy they, play, they you know they, they praise themselves to be 
But let's just talk about the region in itself. So the region known as Israel-Palestine, I mean, it holds a deep historical and religious significance. I mean, it's the birthplace of major world religions, including Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. I mean, you know, some of the things that we actually know of. So for the Jews... The region is home to Jerusalem. It's the holiest city in Judaism, which sites which sit the Western Wall carrying, you know, profound religious importance. I mean, it's a beautiful place. I myself, when I went there to the well, well and wall, I, you know, I, I teared up and I cried. But Jews have had a continuous presence in the land for thousands of years, dating back to biblical times. Now, the question is, when you say biblical times, who all believes it really goes by if you actually believing in what the Bible is saying or what the historical books are saying, or you going by actual data from what scientists have predicted. Now I'm not, I'm not contesting any of it. I'm a religious person to a degree. I'm just saying, you know, when it comes to stuff like that, especially when you say biblical times, it's like, okay, well, what if you don't necessarily believe in those things? So what do you have to go by? You have to actually go by the facts themselves. So, Christians regard this as the reason is, is, is sacred due to its connection to the life of Jesus Christ. Now, again, it goes back to your religious beliefs, particularly Jerusalem with sites like the Church of the Holy uh, Scepter. I can't even say the word the right way, but and it is where many events in the New Testament occur, including the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus himself. So Islam's the Islam Islam's Islam holds the region in high regard with al Mosque, the al Mosque, I can't say that right way either, but it's the, the Al-Aqsa al Mosque in Jerusalem being one of the holiest sites in Islam. It's believed to be the place where the Prophet Muhammad made his night journey. So the region has seen the rise and fall of empires, including the Roman, Byzantine, Islamic Caliphate, Crusader states, and the Ottoman Empire. These shifts in powers have left their mark on the culture and religious landscapes of the region. So after World War I, the region came under British control, leading to the Balfour Declaration of 1917. So when it sees a modern conflict, the Balfour Declaration expressed British support for a national home for the Jewish people in Palestine. Now, what I find interesting about that was they came on to land that was already occupied by Palestinians. And they decided that because they occupied it now, they wanted to break that up. So in the 1948 war that came shortly after that, also known as the War of Independence, followed the declaration of the state of Israel and led to the series of regional conflicts with neighboring Arab states. So in 1948, hundreds of thousands of Palestinians were displaced and became ref refugees following the Arab-Israeli war. And in 1967, further displacement occurred when Israel captured the West Bank and Gaza Strip during the Six-Day War. So there again, it's like you came and occupied somebody else's land and it was, it was broken up by, by other countries like the UN to get in and break it up. And you displaced him and kicked him out. So, you know, that in itself will cause a conflict. And then what you're doing is actually creating the terrorists that you have of today, which a lot of them have gone because they've been bombed the hell out of and they've been killed off. So proceeding on. So in 1956, they had the Suez crisis involving Israel, the UK and France against Egypt over the control of the, the Suez Canal. And then you had 1967, you had a six-day war resulting in Israel capture of the West Bank, the Gaza Strip, and East Jerusalem, among other territories. Then moving to 1973, you had Yom Kippur War, initiated by Egypt and Syria, in which saw significant battles and a diplomatic negotiation. The land that the, the, land that the current day Jews reside on were, were once also occupied by Ethiopian Jews, 
as well as who, who came and who were thought to be descendants of the lost Hebrew Dan tribe, one of the 12 Israelite tribes. But upon coming back in the 1980s and 1990s, when they arrived in Israel, they were uh, faced discrimination, racism, and a lack of empathy for their hardships in Ethiopia and during their journey back to Israel. So those that don't know about that, they were actually Africans of part of those 12 tribes that was displaced and because of the war, they was branched off because they had to flee the country. And then well, upon them getting back into getting into Africa and them being Jews, they faced tension between other Muslim groups that was there that actually destroyed mosques and was killing them just before the, because of the fact that they was Jews. So because of this new... I guess wanted to bring the Jews back into Israel, which did occur between the 1980s and 1990s. They were a part of that. But because of that, when they came back, the Jews that was there didn't see them as actual Jews. And it's something I don't hear a lot about because it's one of the things that I actually saw firsthand when I was over there. They treat the Africans there as if they're nothing. Like I actually had one guy tell me that, you know, we don't even go to that part of town because they're uneducated and they're like uncouth. And I can't say I could say something, but I'm in this man's car. I'm there on on business. I'm not trying to say anything, but I would like just to see the racism that took place there. If you don't look like the lighter skinned Jewish people that was there and how they treated you and then count you in as one of their own. I, you know, people don't talk about that. And it pisses me off because everybody wants to have their opinion about how the Jews were treated by the Nazis, and I can understand that 100% because nobody should be killed on killed based upon their religious beliefs or how they look over their skin or their race. Nobody should face that persecution by their race or their religious beliefs, preferably by their race. But nevertheless, because they don't look like those Jews, they persecuted the African Jews that was there and didn't give them the don't give them the benefits of being a part of them in their culture. Treat them, they, I mean, they really do treat them less and they treat them like house servants. And I know a lot of people might disagree with me on that, but I'm just telling you what I witnessed firsthand because I'm like, you know, everybody ain't the same. Now, is that to say that the ones that are there are deserving of what's happening to them? Absolutely not. They're, they're not. But I'm just stating the fact of what I've seen firsthand and what's actually taking place over there. So let's speed up to present-day Palestinian uh, perspectives. So... You know, if you're focusing on the desire for self-determination and statehood and the right to return for the, refugee, for the refugees, so that's what they're looking for. They want their right to return back to the land that was originally theirs. And I can understand that. I mean, if you occupied some space, whether you had a, a state clarify or not, it was still your land. And to have somebody come in and have some uh, outside region tell them that this space is now home to Israel and we sitting up as, you know, the land for the Jews, and then you kicked them out, it's like, why is that okay? And so that's why I say that's what breeds and that's what leads up to the terrorists that you see having taken place across this region. Now, the biggest thing that I tend to focus on a lot, especially when it comes to the uh, when it comes to people, people's religious beliefs. I hate when people play the victim to a degree. Now, I have people over there I'm cool with that are Jewish people and, and I, you know. And I see them as being highly progressive. They are, to me, they're highly progressive and they hate what's happening to the Palestinians. The actual Palestinian citizens, not Hamas. Hamas is a terrorist organization, the Palestinian citizens. I understand to a degree why Hamas was supposedly started, and I do say supposedly started to fight for their rights, but I do. And, I, and it's almost to say that when people say, well, they're hiding behind human shields, I have to ask the question of where are they supposed to go? 
I mean, because you have them tied down to the Gaza Strip, which has over what, two million people there. It's like, well, I mean, <laughs> where where else are they supposed to go? Because Egypt don't want them. None of the other Arab countries they they don't want them. And I mean, because there'll be refugees. I mean, because Egypt's having a problem right now with some of the refugees coming over from the Gaza Strip. And they're making fuss behind it. So now if you ask that question, well, why don't your own people want you? I mean, look at what's happening across this world. How many countries are, are willingly taking on refugees from other other countries? Now, you, you had some in the UK was taking on some from battles that was occurring or people being displaced because of, um, you know, natural causes. But at the end of the day, nobody really wants to take on any refugees. So that to me, that question is asking out because I'm like, you look across other countries and what they're willing to allow into their countries. And then when they do allow them in, the narrative that takes place afterwards over a couple of years, people look at them like they're less than nothing. I mean, hell, it's the same thing here in the U.S. So we have that argument to say that these people should not fight for the land that was theirs. I mean, and then, but then you have the U.S. and other people backing up Israel, who and the U.S. argued for them to have that state and, and take that land, which I mean, they're colonized. People in the U.S. I mean, the government in the U.S. is decolonized. I mean, it was form of colonization. I mean, they came here to kill the, the indigenous people that was here, and they ran them off. And then the people that was actually south of here from Mexico, they stole their land, and they ran them off. And they put bounties on the head of the indigenous people that was here to continue killing them off to, to, to go for complete genocide. And we see how that's going right now with how many people are left over from those original natives that was living here and occupying the space that was here. So it doesn't surprise me at all that our government was supporting Zionist state. Now, is that to say I agree with what took place? I don't. I value human life. I don't care about anybody's religious beliefs. I don't care about people, how racist people are, what they're or who they believe is listed. I don't care about any of those things at odds. I care about human life. To me, human life is the most precious thing that can be given to you. And if somebody takes it away from you without just cause, and I don't care what you believe your just cause is, if it's not based upon them actually harming you physically, then to me, I, I did not say any dog on day. I don't agree with what Hamas did. I don't, but I don't believe they beheaded no babies. I mean, cause I mean, that was, that was proven to be a lie. And people still carrying that around the internet. But I don't agree with I agree with them being the Palestinians being upset 100 percent. I do agree with them being upset. But do I agree with what took place? I don't. But then again, you have to look at what you cause and what you create. And it's not the the Israeli citizens that live there that cause it is caused by the government that's in there, the right wing government that's there and the IDF. Now, true enough, you know, IDF, who I mean, who reason or who are the IDF? So the people, the Israelis there are made to serve in the military. So, I mean, you could also make the argument that because once people graduate, they're made to serve in the military, they could be some of those very people that shot and killed and abused some of the free Palestinians that occupied the Gaza Strip. You just don't know. You don't know who did what and why did what. Now, again, I still come back and say, even knowing that, because a lot of people don't, nobody, nobody really talks about that and addresses that. Because all the citizens there have to serve in the military. I think it's something the United States should do. All the citizens they have to serve in you in, in their military. I mean, they're a part of it. You could make the argument that because everybody has served, you don't know which one of them were the ones that abused and, uh, you know, harmed your, your free citizens that was over and that occupied the Gaza Strip. And before people start jumping in my comments talking about, I don't know, I've seen video firsthand of them uh, harassing teenagers. That's, matter of fact, I saw one video which pissed me off of a little girl riding down the street 
And just because they wanted to be some dicks, the idea of soldiers want to be some dicks, pushed this little girl off her bike and stole her bike and took it back to the uh, checkpoints. Now, I saw that with my own eyes. Now, the narrative online now is, too, is that when you see certain videos that you hold truth to be truth, that actually came from factual places, they say, well, that's just propaganda on both sides. That's just propaganda to hype up people's uh, narrative of what's taking place on the war. And I'm like, well, true enough, things can be false. But if that's the case and everything is going to be questioned, then why are we not questioning the government that started all this in the first place? I mean, I, I like to question everything, which is the purpose of this show. I, I have to question everything. I don't believe. And again, I, I still go back to say, because I'm going to keep emphasizing this, because if whoever listens to this and whoever eventually listens, they're going to take it as I'm agreeing with what the Palestinians. I don't agree with anyone. The Palestinians need, but I also don't agree with the right wing government in, in Israel did either and how they treated the citizens over there. I don't believe in it. I don't believe in them occupying somebody else's space. I don't care how holy the land is from anybody's side. I don't agree in you taking over somebody else's space and stealing their land. Same thing over here in the United States. Same thing in Australia. It's the same thing in the UK. Same thing down in, in South America. I don't believe in you coming in and stealing anybody else's space and kicking off the indigenous people that already live there. Now, a lot of narratives I've seen going around, too, is, well, a lot of people that's, that's marching out saying free Palestine, you know, how we feel about the U.S. when our modern day 9-11. I don't necessarily agree with what happened with our 9-11. Now, if, they, if it came out that Al-Qaeda did it, I don't know why the hell we was bombing Afghanistan. I don't know why the hell we was bombing Iraq. I think we killed over 10 million citizens in Iraq. I don't agree with that at all. Matter of fact, I think anybody and everybody, a part of that Bush administration that was a part of that, should be held, held uh, for war crimes. And they should go to jail for it. I don't care how old he is. I really don't give a rat's behind. All of the citizens that was killed over there and they came to find out there was no weapons of mass destruction. Every last person that had something to do in agreement with that war without having the factual evidence behind them to back up the so-called weapons of mass destruction should be in jail for war crimes. I, I mean, that's just that's the truth behind it. So when people, when I see other people, Jewish people, I'm just going to say the Jewish people making an argument online. I'm like, bro, that, I'll, we don't believe it. A lot of us don't believe that. Like, I, I mean, I, some, some right wing people might actually believe that. And I mean, you can say it's Al Qaeda all day long, which I was fine with that. You can say it's Osama bin Laden, but he was hiding out in the cave and you knew where he was hiding out. At. He was not hiding in the city of Iraq. And you can say, well, Iraq was harboring terrorists. Hell, United States harbor terrorists. So I'm like, so if 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 you can if you can say, well, Iraq was harboring terrorists, well then how would you how would the U.S. feel? And this is my argument to the U.S. too. When people say that, how would the U.S. feel if people that have we have right wing terrorist group organizations that's over here? How would they feel if some other country came in because one of our people bombed their place and started bombing the shit out of bombing us over here in the U.S. Now, of course. That wouldn't happen because of how much money we spend in our military. But if they tried, how would they feel about that? And I don't agree with that at all. One hundred percent. I did. To me, that's that's not to me a, a good enough comparison because I'm like, when you say that, I don't agree with what we did to Iraq. I don't agree with what we did to Afghanistan. I definitely do not agree with what we did to Libya. When you took out Muammar Gaddafi. And I had to argue with people about him because it was like, well, he was harming, harming his citizens. I was like, bullshit. I was like, show me where he was harming his citizens. I was like, this man wanted to replace regular paper currency and have it backed by gold again. This man was doing modern day. You might well say it was socialism, but he was doing it for his people. He was giving them a portion of a stipend every month because of from the oil that he was selling. 
He would had uh he had free health care for the citizen that was there. He was paid for college university. He rebuilt everything and look where it's at now because of what the US, the propaganda the US put out there. And everybody believed it and everybody jumped on that bandwagon. The same thing I think is what's taking place now in Israel. It's like they keep showing so much stuff and talk, and like posting videos online about what some Palestinian people are saying. I'm like, okay, you have evil people. I agree with that 100%. You have evil people that exist within this world. You wholeheartedly do. But do I think that you should decimate and commit genocide and kill off all of those people? Because you can't sit here and tell me. I mean, hell, Netanyahu. So Netanyahu is a part of a right-wing group. So because he believes what he believes and he believes that all those Arabs and those, those Muslim people over there should be, you have Christians over there in Palestine too, but they should be executed because he believed Palestinians want to see and desecrate and kill off all Jews. And they could believe it, but you don't necessarily know the hearts of every Palestinian. You might know a couple of them, but you don't know the hearts of every last one of them. But then why is he not being bombed? Why are they not bombing the hell out? Why are they not taking out Netanyahu? Because I'm like everybody in Israel can't believe that I'm because I mean they marched against this against this fool not to be back in office, and so for me is I can't stand the narrative when it comes to be one sided. I can't even when it comes to Palestinians. I can't. I can't. To me, I, I understand that you want to get somebody off of your land, but killing unarmed civilians ain't the way to go. Is to me is just not the way to go. Because I don't want to be living my life and have somebody kill me for the cause of something my country has done. Now, if you want to stage a full-fledged war against the country, I have no problem with that whatsoever. I mean, that's what you want to do. That's what you want to do. If you want to put your military against somebody else's military, I mean, that's what the military is for. I'll fight it out. Fight that battle out. I don't think the U.S. should get involved in it. Allies or not, I don't think the U.S. should get involved. We got involved in it enough. I mean, they have an exceptional military force in Israel. So if that's what the beef that you want to have... And you wanted to fight that war, then you put your stake your military up against the Israeli military. Would you lose? Yeah, you 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 lose. I mean, wholeheartedly you lose. But I mean, you'll be a martyr because what I mean, you fighting for your land now. To go back to Israel, I don't think. I mean, because when you sit here and you bomb all you, <laughs> you say you're trying to get rid of Hamas, but you're bombing on our unarmed citizens. What do you think that's going to do to the people that's there? I saw a young lady yesterday. She couldn't flee. They had the gates locked to get down to Egypt. She couldn't flee. She lost her mom, her brother, and her sister. Her dad survived survived the bombing. And she just so happened to be away because she was going out to get some water. And when she came back, her apartment building had been bombed. She lost her mom, her brother, and her sister. What do you think this little girl is? How do you think she's going to feel about Israel and what they did to her family? Innocent teenage girl. How do you think she's going to feel? If she doesn't grow up to look past that and try to get outside the country when they do allow people outside the country, get outside of the country, she's still going to hate. She's going to hate the Jewish people of Israel. And I mean, I hate to say it. Can you blame her? Now, you can say, well, all Jews aren't like that in Israel. I mean, I believe they're 100%. They all aren't. But from her perspective, she and she's crying. She's wailing. She was asking why God didn't take her along with them because she lost the love of her life, which was her mom and her siblings. And her dad was the one trying to just comfort her. They, she wanted to just go and see her body. I mean, imagine that from a perspective. Uh, you 14 years old and somebody bombed the hell out of you. Same thing with Russia and Ukraine. I mean, I'd, I'd think, 
I think Putin should be taken out. I say this on my show 100%. I don't believe any man, when you kill civilian people, just minding their business that has nothing to do with nothing, you kill innocent civilian people, I don't think you should occupy space in this realm anymore. I just really don't. And I know I, I understand this whole thing. Christian violence don't, shouldn't get violence. I, I disagree with that because if you harming civilian people, and they're not doing nothing but just living their life and trying to live the best life they can. We have enough issues already in, in trying to enjoy this thing called life. The last thing we wanted, we should have to worry about is somebody bombing our homes. The last thing we should have to worry about is police beating us down and shooting us unarmed. So the argument can be made across the board. Now, I don't think as far as when it comes to uh, financial support and things of that nature, I, I, you know, I think when it comes to the U.S. being involved, I think they should sit back and let somebody else step up to the plate. We've done enough with Ukraine, and I understand the whole narrative of allies and stuff, but, I mean, we do a lot for Israel. I mean, we give Israel a lot of money every single year, a lot of money every single year. I mean, they really do. We really do give them a lot of money every single year. They should sit this one out because you have people over here that are suffering in your own country. And I hate to say that. People ain't going to like me for it. Honestly, don't care. I think there's a lot of people over here suffering our own country. We got a lot of we got homelessness taking place over here. We have a, a, a huge corrupt medical system over here. We don't have access to free and fair income taking place over here. We don't have access to affordable housing over here. We don't have access to proper childcare over here. We don't have access to good, to, to good food over here, healthy food choices over here. We don't have access to clean energy over here across the board because it's not made affordable for everybody to take advantage of. It's only made for people that's making over a certain income bracket, which is not the people that actually need it. So when it comes to investing and giving into other countries, I think, I'm sorry to say, it should come back to people of this country first. Because, I mean, look at it from this perspective. If your house is broken, your house got all kind of holes in the walls, your house is in disarray, you got termites in there, you got black mold everywhere, you're going to do everything you can to get your stuff taken care of to make sure that you have a clean place to stay and everybody's living comfortably before you do anything to help outside of that house. Just in my opinion, because I think that's what I would be doing. I think a lot of people I know would be doing the exact same thing, too. But people won't say that because they're worried about the backlash behind it. I'm all about helping people in this world. I'm all about helping out other countries and what, what they're facing and things they're going through. I'm just not help. I'm not all about that when it comes to the expense of trying to help out the people in your own country and watching us suffer. Now, if there is an excess that you can give or a small portion that you can give because people give tithes and offerings at church and still have money to take care of the stuff at home. Then, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that. But when you're talking about hundreds of billions of dollars and then when it comes to paying for student loan debt, you say we just don't have it. I'm sorry. If you have money to give to other countries and help them out when they don't need it, they honestly don't need it. Now, I'm not saying Ukraine. I'm saying people like Israel don't need it when you give it to them. Well, then what does that say to the people that's over here that's been asking you for it? So that's my only argument. So when it comes to that war over there, I mean, I think it, I think it needs to just to be a ceasefire on both sides. I mean, real realistically, because I mean, come on, even from a Palestinian standpoint, it's like, for, what are you planning on doing? Your bombs, they have the 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 dome over there, which is not it can't stop all the missiles. It can't stop all missiles, but still, nevertheless, they have a strong military system over there, and they have a strong military system over there. So it's like, I don't know what. <clears throat> Hamas end game is I mean I get it You're trying to fight for You say you're fighting for The freedom Of the Palestinian people 
I don't necessarily see that 100% because, I mean, you, you're sacrificing so many Palestinian lives for the sake of the war that you started by killing civilians. Now, you can say, well, we were going to stage an attack. Well, stage the attack. Don't involve civilians. Stage the attack. If that's what you want. I mean, I, I've seen it. We fight for the littlest of little things here in the U.S. If you're going to stage your attack, stage your attack. And then I, I hate for people to say, too, that, well, if, if the Palestinians want to be so free, why would they elect Hamas? Bro, come on now. Let's think about who's still left over there. Y'all have been bombing the hell out of everybody over in the Gaza Strip. Like, you've killed the people that voted Hamas in. They are gone. They're, and, and, and so there have not been another fair election that took place over there. They maintain control. So, I mean, you have uh, the Palestinian Authority that's in the West Bank and the uh, Hamas is controlling the Gaza Strip. I mean, it's like, come on, it's. These kids don't deserve any of that. And they're not the ones that put these people in power to sacrifice in their lives. So at the end of the day, just, I mean, that's just my spiel. And because I could go on that rant over and over again on how if it's how people should be fighting for their land, and especially those that's been occupied. I mean, because I say the same thing over here in the U.S. because the U.S., I mean, they kicked the Mexicans out of here in the lower parts of the states and kicked them back to Mexico. I think that land should go back to them. And my thing, too, is, though, I think home should be where your head lays at. So at the end of the day, we have enough space here on Earth. Yeah, it might take some cultivation, it might take some development. We have a lot of space here on Earth. I, You know, at the end of the day, my thing is go somewhere else then. Like go some, if all the governments feel the way they feel, then allow them to have land of the size of Israel somewhere else close to a water source and give it to them. Now, they might not agree with that because it's not the holy land that comes from the origination of, you know, their religious beliefs. But, I mean, to me, at the end of the day, when it comes to sacrifice and sometimes sometimes we got to take an L in life. And I know it's hard to say, but I mean, hell, we black Americans been doing it for how long? So my thing and we can't even go and occupy our own space because when we occupy our space and we do start doing well, you know, we have our neighbors of a, of a lighter skin tone coming in, bombing the hell out of us and killing us. Undiscriminately For no reason in the world Outside of the fact that we just We just choosing to exist And then the other narrative That pisses me off too That I am going to say this Before I close this out Is that when I hear people say And I'm going to say this With the wholeheartedly of my heart That other people Are the most persecuted people In this world I call bullshit on that All day Every single day You know who are the most Persecuted people in this world And you can call me Cap on this all day long I don't Show me another number Black people Black Americans African Americans African Americans Africans alone Black people alone Are the most persecuted people Across this entire planet You ain't gotta believe me Just go look at the data Go look at all the data. Look at how black people are treated in India. Look at how black people are treated in South America. Look at how black people are treated over in China. Look at how black people are treated over in the UK. Look at how black people are treated in Africa that was occupied by France. Look at how, doing the apartheid. Look at how black people are treated. Like, did I say Australia? I think in Australia. So look at how black people are treated everywhere across this entire world. And then don't give me the narrative of, well, look at the stuff that y'all put in this music and stuff y'all put out. That's why people are scared of y'all. That's, I don't give a crap behind that because we've been persecuted before rap music became rap music of today. I'm not trying to hear all that. So when people start saying that narrative to me, I call complete bullshit on that because black people have always been persecuted and we still face persecution to this day. Still face persecution to this day. 
I understand other races been getting the smoke lately, and they've been getting the smoke. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, when you want to talk about a struggle, I promise you, nobody and their mama will want to be uh, go through the struggle of being a black person and the stuff that we have to deal with on a daily basis. Only time we can stay free and we can stay cool is when we at home out of our own goddamn business. Only time. But when you go out and want to be a part of this world and want to actually have a be a, have a relationship with this world, try to start businesses or work in corporations and move your way up, we face the most hardest challenges than other any other races out there. We got to face challenges when it comes to our hair. We have to face challenges when it comes to how our figures look when we go trying to teach people at school. We have to face challenges when it comes to our sexuality. We face challenges across the board. So when people feed their narrative up, they're the most persecuted in the world. Bullshit all day every day I'm gonna mark this thing as explicit But I call bullshit on it all day every day Because ain't nobody more persecuted Than a black person Not a single goddamn soul Nobody's more persecuted than a black person You don't have to believe that Look at the data that supports that And I don't care about no black on black crime Before people start coming at me about that I'm just talking about the sheer effect of persecution And what black people have to deal with on a daily basis And on my show I try to speak about you know Equality across this world across Because I want us As I close it out I want us as a human species We're we talking about alien life coming here Aliens I mean I, if, if it was me If you're still down here fighting for resources You're still down here fighting about The color of your skin tone You're still down here fighting about people's religious beliefs Then I, why would I want to Come in here and, and, and befriend you all And make you a part of my nation Across this whole system in this universe I wouldn't want to do that I think we need to move past those things And focus towards I said this in all my other shows So anybody that's new coming in Listening to me And you hear me talking about this And you may hear my rant towards the end I talk about us all coming together For the evolution of man itself Get past all those things Because all those things are BS of us And it was made as a means of classism And to separate us but I think we need to get past that and start focusing on the next stage of evolution for the human species itself. So we can start actually solving, having cures for diseases and viruses and stuff. So people are not just arbitrarily dying from uh, cancers or heart attacks and things of that nature or not being born with disformities and stuff like that. I, I think we need to start focusing more on saving life as opposed to segregating and pushing us away because of those minor differences. Because probably at the end of the day, I don't care how you look. I, I really don't. I really don't. Is how can we work well together? Can we do things to to build upon our success? If we can do that, brother, let's let's have a drink and let's just sit down and let's talk. I don't care about any other stuff. I don't care about what you believe in. You could pray to the frogs outside. Ain't got nothing to do with me because what you do in your private time and what you do in your own personal life has nothing to do with me. As long as you're not harming anybody, I don't care about that at all. So thank y'all for tuning in. To this episode of Real Talk and Conversation I just think it was time to have a genuine talk about that Because I mean if you want to look at the most historical stuff behind it Because I mean there's a, there's a lot of history that took place over there I encourage you to go look it up Do a lot of reading But still at the end of the day When you, people start saying Because people say oh well The Israelis was here before and What is it um, 1100 BC But I'm like hey well You know the Ethiopians was there in 800 BC so I'm like, so should they should they not get the land then if that's the case? 
So I'm like, I, we can make arguments all day long when it comes to historical data and who occupied what land at what given time and who should be. Because I'm like, if that's the argument you want to make, then wholeheartedly all these countries that stole the land from the other people that was living there should go ahead and just go ahead and get that up and give it back to the indigenous people. Because I already call, call crap on what's taking place in Australia to where they won't even include they won't even include the indigenous people that was there into their constitution. So there again, I go back and say the most persecuted people across this world is not who you think it is to be. It is black people. One hundred percent. You came to my country where it was only me, myself and I, because we got there first. We built up our own space. We start building our own villages. And all of a sudden you sell over there, start killing us off, bring your diseases to our country. You finally build you your cities and stuff and become technology advanced. But in your building and stealing of my land and the building of your place and making you richer, you didn't even include me in the development of your city. So thank y'all for tuning in. I encourage y'all to go do some deep dive into history on this. It's not a difficult topic. It's all about data. Data exists. Data is out there. You don't have to believe people's religious beliefs. Only thing you got to do is look at the data that supports the argument. And as it stands, the Palestinians were correct. They were there first and it was divided up by countries that should not have any skin in the game. Cause again, there, uh, there is other land on this planet that the other people could have occupied now. And I still say, I don't condone any violence taking place. I don't condone any violence taking place with the Israeli citizens. I don't. Cause I have people over there. I care about that. I don't want to see hurt from anybody's stupidity. I don't. And does racism exist over in Israel? They do. It does. It is not perfect. It is not perfect. It is not the holiest of holy places. I don't care what nobody tell you unless they have been there. And see, I've seen it firsthand. It is not the holiest of holy places. Are there a lot of nice people there? Absolutely. Absolutely. Some of the best food I have had in all of my travels across this planet. It is the best food. Some of the greatest people I have met, they live there. They are Jewish people. And I will never, ever say persecute any Jews. Only issue I have is it the right wing government. Because the right wing government is when it started half the mess. The U.S. started half of it too. U.N. started half of it too. Other nations started this mess too. So they all need to be in there trying to help clean it up. Well, yeah, clean up to a degree. They need, they need to be able to try to help clean it up. So I am by no means condoning anything because that's, that's the other thing, too. And I know I'm trying to end it out. But that's the other thing, too. When people say free Palestine, oh, so you are you are Hamas sympathizers. I, I, nobody said that. Nobody said that at all. Nobody said that, you know, we were cool with them coming in, flying in on hang gliders, killing civilians. Oh, no, nobody said that at all. Only we're saying is we don't think that you should be indiscriminately bombing the shit out of their doggone city over there. And these people have no place to run. That's the only thing that we're saying. Now, I understand that you have military targets that you want to take out over there. Well, that's why you put boots on the ground. I know it's dangerous, but that's the only way you can do it to cut down on civilian life. If that's the only way you got to do it, that's the only way you got to do it. Put some boots on the ground. Send drones in. I mean, you got plenty of drones. You've been flying it over anyway. So send drones in. Find out where it's at. Same, same as how we got doggone. Uh, what's his name? So it's like send drones in, find out where they occupy that, send your troops in. I mean, you got tanks. You got tanks. 
don't, I, I, unless they got some tank busters, I don't think they have tank busters. Unless they have some tank busters, you can drive your tanks up to where these the people are because you got drones flying overhead and you can take them out. You don't have like they had they bombed over three hundred targets. So they killed so many people yesterday in the span of twenty four hours. They killed so many civilian people yesterday, and don't even care. They're getting ready for a ground invasion if they haven't already started already. And getting ready for a ground invasion. So that's why I'm like. I can say free Palestine, but I also can say, you know, free Israel. Stop all the bombing. Stop killing innocent civilians. I can say that 100%. And I mean that 100%. I value human life. Don't don't agree with war. Only time war, only time, only kind of war I agree with is the war that's taking place between Russia and Ukraine and stuff of that nature. If somebody's trying to come into your house and tell you now their house, your house is their house, no, we about to fight this out. That ain't just, that's just, just not going to happen. And you come and killing my family members, that is just not going to happen. Now, in me saying that, I guess the same thing can be said about what's happening in Palestine. But that's for, you know, the governments all of them need to get together. And if they want to put military force against military force, they're trying to do guerrilla warfare. You can still do guerrilla warfare without involving human life. I mean, innocent human life. So, like I say, thank y'all for tuning in again. I just wanted to talk about this conversation. I just want to talk about this. Other people have talked about it. They're going to break down other historical data, facts, and points and stuff. I just want to touch on a key couple of things that was involved in that and just bring some light to it. Like I said, between the Ethiopians that was there and how they're treated right now to the state being divided up in 1948 and them having a war was in the 1970s and then leading us up to where we are today. I think at the end of the day, is the Palestinian citizens are, are right in their argument. Now, as it stands now, this, the, the land is occupied. It's like, what do you want to do? The land is occupied. So you're going to displace the Jewish people? Where are they going to go? So that's why I think the complexity comes in, but when it comes to the actual facts of what took place and what's, what's happening there right now and what led up to that, there is no, uh, it's a difficult topic. It's not a difficult topic. The only difficult topic is if you had to divide that land up, where would any of those civilians go? Now, the Palestinians will say, well, when you came and split us up, you didn't give a crap about that. You pushed us out and you let us go where down into to the West Bank and down into Gaza and you end up pushing us out. So that's for them. That's the only complex thing is like if you push people out, where are they left to go now? But thank you all for tuning in again. I plan on talking about this some more. I'm having another guest to talk about it in more detail. And I'm still going to say free Palestine all day, every day, because I think civilians should not be killed. And I think they should have children should have a chance to live in this world and not have to worry about facing the bomb dropping down on the head while they're trying to sleep at night. And if you want to stop creating terrorists, ter- terrorists, stop killing civilian people and their family members and you will start cut down on terrorists. And that goes for the U.S. as well, because we killed so many people across this world. And that's why we hate it. It has nothing to do with the president. It is because of our military force and how we just will bomb the hell out of people and drop have drones drop bombs on people and don't give a rat's ass behind it. Bombing a wedding and don't give a rat's ass behind it. So thank y'all for tuning in. Make sure y'all take y'all L's every day. You live for today. Laugh for things you have no control over. Leave with your heart. Love with everything. So thank y'all for tuning in again. This is uh, Antonio Hicks. Peace out. Peace out.